0: And no, this is not Stephen D. Mosley. This is his wife, Mrs. Mosley, Katrina. And today we're going to hear from the host, Stephen D. Moseley, on his 35th birthday, where we're going to discuss what has he learned in the last 35 years? Is he still a dummy, or is he wiser than ever? Stay tuned.
1: Yes, I'm glad we're here, and... No, I'm not a dummy. Thank you, <laughs> Trina.
0: Well, you know, you just got to check. You know, some people grow older but not wiser. There's a guarantee you're going to grow older.
1: That's but it's true. not always a
0: guarantee you grow wiser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right about that.
0: <laughs> All right. So, for your 35 years of life that we, we will be celebrating on the 1st of February, um, we wanted to know, we as in me, the audience... Anybody out there that's listening, who's adding more people to listen to this podcast and make them subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope you're doing that. We're going to discuss five at 35. These are five questions for Steve Uh-oh. at 35.
1: At <laughs> 35, I love it.
0: Okay, first question. Have you found a better way to put on pants? What? Okay. You yeah. have options? No. Oh, okay. No. Meaning, everybody says one leg at a time, but after 35 years, is that still true? Essentially, is there a piece of advice that you have gotten in your life that hasn't gotten old?
1: Well, first off, I don't know about the one leg at a time. I just jump straight into mine. You just open them up, jump straight in. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, you could, sometimes you could lay down in the bed, you just, you know, that goes straight in, you know, just both legs at once. is this not how you do it.
0: Yeah, when I'm putting on a skirt. What are you putting on?
1: Pants. <laughs> Pants. <laughs> anyway, what was that? the important part of that question again?
0: Is there a piece of advice you have gotten in your life that hasn't gotten old? You know, there's different types of cliche advices. And sometimes they work. They don't, you know, diminish. They're timeless. What is that one piece of advice you found in your life that's timeless?
1: Hmm, let me circle back on that.
0: You know, no, this, is, this isn't the White House press corps here. You don't get to circle back. This
1: is a no-spin zone. No-spin zone. All right. All right. So, yeah, one piece of advice that really has not gotten old. Um, I think, I guess one thing I've really learned over time, I was hoping it would get old, and I was hoping that it would, like, disappear. But it would be basically, you know, that idea that you dress to impress. I really hate it. Um, cause I, as you know, I'd rather be in my jeans and t-shirt all the time, shorts and t-shirt and, you know, come how I feel like coming. And, you know, it's one of those things of like, you, you dress to impress and I've seen, you know, working, like you have to do it. Like you have to wear what they tell you to wear and you have to wear it how they want you to wear it. And when you go places, they unfortunately do judge you by how you look. Um, especially as an African American, you get it. I mean, of course, there's people who overdo it. I'm definitely not one of those. But I will say, when I first, when we first moved here to the swamp, and uh, I, you know, put this into practice, and for the first year, I didn't wear jeans. And so one time, I bumped into one of my students. They're like, oh, "Mr. Mosley, you wear jeans?" You know, it was a shocker that you know uh, that would dressed down. But what you find is that, unfortunately, in our culture, and even sometimes in our Christian culture, you see that. People put respect based on how people look, which ironically is a, yeah. a direct violation of, of James. But, you know, in a non Christian culture, it's how people judge you mm-hmm. is that first impression. And I don't believe first impressions are, you know, always right or always good. No. Um, but in this idea of advice, you know, dress to impress, it's good to do so. And it brings benefits to you personally. And you don't have to change who you are. I think sometimes this is what happens. People think you change who you are because you have to dress certain ways. Like, no, you go into a certain context, like work, and you have to dress a certain way because you're in that context, work. When Mm -hmm. you come home, you can wear your jeans and t shirt all you want.
0: So that's the cliche advice that actually does
1: work. Right, it actually does work. Dress to impress the society that we're in. Right, because of the culture we're in. We're trying to reach a culture for Christ, we're trying to reach people for Jesus, and part of doing that to give credibility is actually dressing to impress
0: but you bring up a really good point though how that's kind of in direct opposition to james you mentioning that chapter chapter two and three it talks about not having favoritism with those who may look less than you
1: right and uh you know in a christian culture we shouldn't have this like i'm talking about interacting in a non-christian culture a, a secular culture trying to win to jesus but unfortunately this word of advice works in a christian culture. And I would say that's kind of, it, it, it's frustrating for me as a Christian because it's like, wait, James says don't do that, right? It says you shouldn't be judging people by how, you shouldn't be treating them any different. Mm-hmm. You treat the poor person, rich person alike. You treat the person who looks dirty just like the person who looks rich alike mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. And unfortunately, that's, you know, when you look at applying for ministry jobs, that's not how it works. Um, we look at uh, how Christians sometimes treat other people. If they're dressed nicer, they treat them better than a person who looked like they came off the street. And even in our church attire, like you go to certain mm, churches, yeah. you can't wear jeans and t-shirt on a Sunday morning. Yeah,
0: you better not. You will get some heads turning at you.
1: <laughs> right. Or even preach in jeans and t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know. I went for a day when I could do that. But um, <laughs> unfortunately, people in church even judge you by this axiom, and, and and we should repent of that and not do that.
0: Totally, totally agree. And I would say, I would Flip the tables back on them. The church culture should completely give it a v necks for guys. Stop it. Just just stop it. Especially now in the age of COVID. It's not even that V neck is a bib now. So it doesn't even fit. To just just stop. Alrighty. Question number two. What is one decision that you made in your life that has had the most compounding successful results?
1: But well, that was an easy one. Coming to know Jesus.
0: I knew you were going to say that one. Uh-huh. So that's already known. Okay. So next to that.
1: Well, the reason why that one's most compounding results, so of course, the second one would be marriage. Well, yeah.
0: Talk about that because you never know who's listening. That is the most important decision to ever make in life. And then name your second one that is non-savific.
1: Okay. So the first one's salvation. Obviously, this one's the big one because um, you either invest here on earth where moth and rust can destroy and thieves can break into steel, or you invest in eternity, where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break into steel. And, of course, that's a paraphrase from what Jesus talked about, of knowing that when you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, so many other things change. One, you know where you're going to spend eternity. Two, you have God's presence with you now and forever. Three, you have a forever family that's not you know mixed off blood but it's off the blood of christ you know people who know jesus now you're part of this forever family in which you have a community that's with you especially now during covid you know one of the things i loved there was a poll that came out i guess maybe a couple months ago talked about people with their mental health the one group whose mental health has gone up Mm -hmm. and it's gone well during the the pandemic are christians who go to church weekly who are involved in the body of believers so not a
0: coincidence. It's
1: not. It's really not. So I would say that's always the most important one. Salvation in Jesus Christ is compounding results because it's not just, oh, I'm saved so I'm going to heaven. It's mm-hmm. I'm saved and God is with me now until forever. Amen. And God putting himself in you, the hope of glory is that message. Right. And um, there's nothing better than salvation. But I would say the second thing would be marriage. You know, if you're blessed enough, you know, the good old Rich Mullen song.
0: Hey, wait, wait. So this is the decision that has had the most successful compounding results.
1: Successful, absolutely. Really? Yeah.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, because if you're (laughs) married, you have someone who's the Rich Mullins song, doubly good to you. Mm -hmm. And so, happy to have you, sweet thing, because you're doubly good to me. And, you know, that, of course, you can Google Rich Mullins doubly good or Amy Grant sings it as well. Shout out to Amy. Uh, you can listen to the song, and that shows you how, you know, if you're blessed enough to have that type of marriage, which I am, that is something that is, as he says in the song, doubly good to you.
0: Aww. I love you, too.
1: Love you, and sweet. And I
0: babe. could say the same thing. Although, I actually thought you were going to say implementing Dave Ramsey's No Debt Plan.
1: Yes! That's a big one, too! Yeah! That's a big one, too. shout out to Dave Ramsey. Yes!
0: And shout out to you, Steve, because that radically transformed our finances and how we live our lives right now and if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be where we are today so
1: yeah that Dave Ramsey plan if you if you're looking for financial freedom especially during this COVID-19 era um, it works during every era that's the best part about it and it's called the seven baby steps and it's basically the seven baby steps to financial peace and um, it really has changed Even how we've lived our lives in the last three years, we started, I think, let's see, it's 2021, probably three years ago. And, you know, it has allowed us to meet financial goals and it works no matter where you're at. Like we live in a uh, area that costs a lot of money to live in, um, Northern Virginia, and it works here in Northern Virginia. It'll work in California and it'll work in Podunk, Virginia as well. Um, It's a really great system that has been a blessing to so many. So, you know, Google yet again, uh, Dave Ramsey and the seven baby steps. Or I would encourage you also just read the book. Uh, Total Money Makeover. You can probably get it for like six bucks now. Um, but it, it still works. Now, Trina, when we come back from the shout out, or now I call it the fact of the day.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, what are we going to be talking about?
0: The fact of the day?
1: Yeah, after we come back from the fact of the day. What, oh. what other questions you got for me?
0: I can't tell you that.
1: Okay, well. we have
0: to hear it in real time.
1: Got it. Well, we'll be right back. Thank you so much, Trina. Well, as you know, this is Black History Month, and today is the second best day of the year, February 1st. And each week, we are going to uh, highlight a different aspect of Black History for our fact of the day. Today's fact of the day is, well, do you know who started Black History Month? Well, it actually started as Negro History Week. In 1926, Dr. Carter G. Woodson uh, came up with this great day, or week, And now it's an amazing month that celebrates African-American history. Something that's overlooked in many of our history books is the contributions of African-Americans. I want to encourage you this month, get to know uh, Black history, get to know more uh, American heroes from the Black community. And uh, you can start here by knowing how this all got started. Dr. Carter G. Woodson would be the man to know? Well... As always, the facts, opinions, and rants that you hear here are totally mine. They do not necessarily reflect Dr. Carter G. Woodson, so please send the positive feedback to me. Well, hey, it's my birthday, so send all positive feedback to me today. And I look forward to, well, answering more Trina's questions. Let's get back to the podcast.
0: And we're back. We're going to get some more answers out of Stephen D. Moseley for his 35 years. Answering five questions in the year of 35. So, all right, we got two questions down, three more to go. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so you remember here in our apartment complex where there was a fire alarm that went off and had everybody go outside and nobody could come in because there was an emergency in one of the rooms. Come to find out, one of our Bible study members was a witness to that emergency. And so we got to have, (laughs) you know where I'm going. So we got to get the full scoop of what was happening. And come to find out, the guy in our small group was called upon by his neighbor in a frenzy to help him put out a fire he had started in his oven. And you may ask, how did a fire start in his oven? Was he baking something? No. No. What was she trying to do? Well, well, this bachelor in this apartment was trying to steam clean his oven
1: <laughs> with the steamer. Could have happened to anybody. It really could've.
0: No. <laughs> and the one thing that we could just think of was like stupid bachelors right. who need a wife. Right. Like, why would you do that? So in remembrance of that, you know, you weren't always married. Oh. You wasn't always thirty five. Yep. There was a time in your life where you were young stupid and a bachelor and so this question is what was the dumbest thing you've done
1: <laughs> don't know don't know what's the dumbest thing i've ever done i you have to ask my mom on that um <laughs> trying to think because you know i wasn't i'm not
0: you really should keep track of the dumbest stuff you do
1: right right i usually everybody should do that and forget about it pal, pal. <laughs> um I don't know. I, you know, I'm such a super genius. Or, what, what did President Trump say? Very stable. stable. Very stable genius. So I don't know if I've ever done stupid things. I'm pretty sure someone listening in will write in. So,
0: hmm. <laughs> That's it? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, since I didn't know you in your bachelor years, I got to think of something dumb. <laughs> that you dumb while we've been married. <laughs>
1: Look how long you got to think.
0: No, I got it. I'm gonna think. What can I say on this podcast?
1: (laughs) It's only a 15 minute show. We're running out of time.
0: All right. So he claims he was ever dumb. Not like that. I never did that. 35 years. Oh, I got a couple. (laughs) We're gonna leave it right there. (laughs) Just remember that time in the kitchen, and I point out my heart to you expecting something in return. And a and loving husband
1: go, says, you just go, hmm, I, I will pray for you. Let's period. eat. Let's eat. Exclamation point. No. Let's eat. The way you make it sound, make it sound like I was just like, ah, let's eat. No, no, no. No. Uh, people listening, would they would love to have a husband like, yeah, he gonna pray for his wife. She going through so much. What did he say? He just mm-hmm. like, let's eat. Oh, yeah, 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 I'll pray for you. No, 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 no. I had my priorities straight. I said, oh, baby, I'll pray for you. Period.
0: <laughs> that oh, was not a period
1: let's eat <laughs> was,
0: this is revisionist history this is sounding more and more like the lincoln project okay <laughs> no what actually happened is that i was pouring out my heart to you and i was like yeah that's what's going on and you said oh okay i'll pray for you let's eat there was no period between i'll pray for you and let's eat it wasn't even a comma it was more like a dash <laughs> I'll pray for you, dash,
1: let's eat. <laughs> I speak so fast. How could you ever tell?
0: All right, we're moving on. Next question.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, is there anything in your life you would have done differently so far? Now, everybody gets that question because we all can look back yeah. and have greater wisdom I and mean, hindsight.
1: Yeah, I think for me and, you know, someone who's gotten three degrees, you know, a bachelor's degree in student ministries, a master's in theological studies, a second master's in religious education, I would have um, diversified those degrees. I would have spent a little more time, which with the occupational handbook now, you can really spend time of knowing how much you're going to make in your degree. Um, I would have spent more time in undergrad figuring out how to double major in something else outside of ministry, um, because when you look at First Timothy 3 and Titus 1, the the qualifications for a pastor is a blameless man and with all those you know, qualifiers that it has there. And I would encourage you to read them. Interesting enough, a degree is not one of them. Now, in our culture, they're like, you need a degree. So hence one so school for a degree. But unfortunately, as you look through the occupational handbook, you see there's certain degrees that are in higher need and certain that are lesser need. And so if I had to do it all over again, I would pick a degree that was in high need. And also your passions. I think growing up, your parents were always like, hey, go do your dreams, go do your dreams, go do your dreams. And when they were growing up, it was one of those things, of, yeah, you get a degree in anything, you could do anything. Yeah. You can't do that today. That's not how the market works. So giving advice now, I would say go back and get a degree that's marketable. And do your passions. It's not an either or. You can do both. You can work hard and get a double major. You can work hard, get a minor and a major. You can do both. But when you get out of college, the first thing you want to be able to do is provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you're blessed enough to have a family, to have a spouse, to be able to provide for your spouse. And so um, that's one thing I would do differently. I would have gone back and got some other type of degree outside of a ministry degree so yeah. that I could guarantee, like, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z and all of these things. Help provide for a way of life.
0: What kind of degree?
1: That's a great question.
0: Yeah. What What, what uh, would you have What done? else
1: would I've done? I like to talk, so it probably would have been something dealing with teaching. Um, I enjoy politics, so it might have been something to deal with policy, uh, interest, and intrigue, and policy. But um, something in there, policy, teaching.
0: Didn't you have a dream about being a wrestling commentator?
1: Yes, 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 but. <laughs> You know the commentary <laughs> jobs are a little tougher to come by, but I wa if 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 uh, Jim Ross and AEW is listening, I, I'm available just in case you you want it, you need a fill in. Jr. needs to take a break sometimes.
0: Well, that actually leads me to my last final question for you of the five and thirty five. Are you still dreaming?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I am still dreaming. I think that's one of the things that life can sometimes can beat you up. And I think what happens is people stop dreaming and you just get used to your normal, your day in, day out. This is the job I'm doing. This is the family I have. And you forget to dream. For me, I try to take the beginning of the year and dream out. All right. What do I want our finances to look like this year? What do I want spiritually to happen in my life this year? What type of opportunities am I looking to do this year? I mean, mm. for me, each year has it's been—it's been crazy, you know. <laughs> it's been one of those things—a like normal life, but it's been awesome, and it's been harshly because of taking that time and praying and letting the Lord work and say, "Hey, it's okay if your life didn't turn out exactly how you thought it would," mm. because each year or each day, the Lord gives you an opportunity to say, "Hey, where God, where do you want to lead me today?" Um, for me. You know, running for school board was exciting. How many people really get to do that, get that opportunity? Uh, for me, you know, um, just seeing all the great things God's doing in you and being here to support you through all the stuff that you're doing is awesome. Being able to have the opportunity to preach at church is awesome. Being able to go on cruises being able to go on vacations mm-hmm. and just to meet interesting people or, or to meet, you know, politicians. I think it's so funny. We were just in a room with... Um, uh, football player, Benjamin Watson, yeah. the other day. And that's cool. You know, if if you would have told me, here's all the people you're going to meet. And we just had, you know, celebration of my 35th birthday this weekend. And you you had a collage of all the people we've met, from Dinesh D'Souza to Mark Levin to Perfect Hair, Brett Bear, And Michael W. Smith, the greatest artist of all time. My pillow guy. Ooh, I'm even spitting because I'm so, so excited. <laughs> but my pillow guy, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it. And um, it's just one of those things that I would encourage you. Have 35 years, I'm hoping for 35 years more, or plus that, and to continue to dream.
0: What I love most about your list is that you start off saying that you're still dreaming when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your own spiritual health. And a lot of times when we talk about, are you dreaming? What are your dreams? You know, you're never too old to start dreaming again and do things that you wish you would have done. Sometimes it doesn't have to be so fantastical. Your list of dreams doesn't have to be, I'm going to be an entrepreneur or a YouTube star or whatever. Even though those things are possible here in the USA, thank God. But uh, I love that you mentioned that because those are things that are the foundation of a healthy life and gives you the ability to accept all of God's blessings And because those things are blessings. Those everyday blessings of knowing that God's giving you provision, roof over your head, someone to share your life with, and intimacy with Him. So I, I just want to point that out for folks. It doesn't have to be something fantastical. It's the healthy foundations of life, of loving God, loving people, and being responsible.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, Stephen D., thanks for having me on your show today and letting me have the privilege of interviewing you uh, for your 35th birthday. It's been an honor to share at least some of those years with you. last, what, 10 years in marriage, two years of dating, so about 12, 12 years? 12 years, yeah. That I got to see. So, happy birthday. I love you. And um, I pray to God for many, many more.
1: Oh, Thank you, sweet thing. I love you, too. Let's go ahead and uh, pray for our friends who are listening. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for my friends. And uh, God, I pray for them as uh, many of them are younger or older or in somewhere in between that they would never quit dreaming. And that they will uh, do one of the things that one of my favorite verses says, Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their life and imitate their faith. Lord, we pray for them. We ask that you bless them, and that they would be a blessing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Trina, thank you for taking over my show today and, and uh, giving some really good, good questions to think about. I want to encourage you. Uh, never miss an episode of Facts, Pains, and Rants. Make sure you subscribe. It is available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and it's always, but faith of a party, faith of everything. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Facts, Pains, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley.